Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia and Teresa uh, Sparkle Nickel. <laughs> Pumperhead. <laughs> Dillweed. <laughs> Mustard face. Tobin. Wow. Yeah, I added some new names They're legally. Beautiful. This, um, this week to my name. It was expensive. Congratulations. Thanks. You have to get a. <laughs> I'm lying. <laughs> hey, Jessica, how are you? I'm feeling great. Great. My co-ghost Jessica's here. She just emerged from the flu. Yeah. I'm assuming that's what you had. From my chrysalis, I have emerged. And Welcome a back. You look great. I feel fine. <laughs> you really... How long were you in the house? I didn't leave my house for like almost five days. So weird. Yeah. And it was a long weekend. So that, there goes my long weekend. Yep. That's miserable. It's fine. I watched a lot of movies. That's great. Yeah. Uh, were any of them good? Some of them. Are you still watching those 90s uh, sensual thrillers? What do you call them? Erotic thrillers? Yeah. No. I tried watching one recently and I had to give up because it was so bad. Called In the Cut. Who was in it? Mark Ruffalo's penis. That's who. Which part? Uh, the head? I don't head know. Head to <laughs> the foreskin? I don't know. Um, the foreskin? Did he pull it up? like real tight and yeah, then wrap it like a, with Ryan a twist tie a, a hug with it <laughs> oh whoa like a full body hug like he took his foreskin and put it over the top it's of like her head turtleneck. and then slowly yeah. shimmied it down yeah <laughs> and that's what love is this is the longest <laughs> intro ever no <laughs> i've really had torturing a our weird guests. drink um we have a guest first time guest a uh, very funny comedian i've known for a very long time but the first time on the podcast uh chris james hello thank you for having me i'm i feel I wasn't going to mention that I was also very sick. Oh, really? Go for it. But because I didn't, I felt bad coming here being I had sick. A flu but shot. now that now that I find out that no. you were sick, I I will mention. I same thing for me. If it was five days, just being holed up at my place, and this is the first day that I'm feeling better, so I'm just excited to be out of the house. Oh, thanks for making it. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I I was really worried last night that I was not going to. So um, hopefully. It it turns out to be a good episode, and then and then everyone <laughs> will be like, "Oh, thank God that he made it." Yeah, I, it's already a funny episode. It's already great. <laughs> okay, good. Talked about Mark Ruffalo's foreskin. This is the first year I haven't had. Uh, I was thinking pneumonia. So within the past ten years, every year I've had pneumonia, the flu, bronchitis, bronchitis, sinus infections. Most of them lasting about forty days. What from beginning to end? Yeah, I have a garbage <laughs> immune system, and then this year there's like. In the creepy cafeteria at work, in the production area, they had free flu shots. I was like, fuck it. Let's do this. Yeah. I've uh, undone all of my creepy holistic nutrition training. Not all of it. I did bring you some fermented oregano tonight. I'm so excited to chug it. <laughs> um, I love the way it tastes. It tastes like kombucha. It's oh. basically a kombucha mother and a kefir grain. Kind of have made a baby. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. Erotic. Is it, was it flaccid or hard? It was extremely flaccid. Uh, it, see, the thing is, this movie came out in like 2000, I think. And it's directed by Jane Campion, who's a great director. I like her stuff otherwise. But uh, it just came recommended for us like on the Criterion channel. And it was like, oh, I've always kind of wanted to see this. It's got Kevin Bacon in it. Mm. Jennifer Jason Lee, Great cast. But it's like so dated and terrible. And the big thing about that, when I worked at the video store, we had to keep it in the rated X section because it had male full frontal nudity in it. And so I'd never seen it, but I was always like, oh, Mark Ruffalo shows his dick. Like, that's the Mark Ruffalo's dick movie. And then I was like, yeah, let's finally watch it. And then you see it and you're like... Is he's packing or no? Not really. No. And it's like 
after they've had sex, they're just laying in the bed and you see it for like a second. And you don't even see the full thing. You see like a sliver of it. And then he puts the sheet up and I'm like, this is what everyone was talking about. There's a lot of build up. <laughs> yeah. Under the foreskin. <laughs> That's called smegma. Yeah. <laughs> I know. If you is... really want to see a dong, you should watch the Colin Farrell uh, porn. I don't want to see a dong. Well, I mean, it's a great dong. It's fine. It's like, I'll, I'll watch it. It's pretty pretty okay Vigo Mortensen in Eastern Promises oh boy and he's yeah, like we know what the heck <laughs> he fights but it's I like know. swinging <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Yeah. it's like his penis is another arm in that yeah. fight yeah like I mean that <laughs> also crazy is beautiful man I was gonna bring up I feel like such a perv now oh it's fine this is our new sexy phase of the podcast <laughs> yeah we're an erotic thriller podcast but speaking of erotic thrillers Willem Dafoe's dong seen it a, a few times now which i just which movie is his in well, i wouldn't antichrist, mind saying that antichrist oh. you see a lot of him and it's scary and uh the one what's the one body of evidence oh the one right with, with madonna. madonna yeah and there's like a sex scene where there's no possible way that they could be having sex because she's like on top of him and then you see like his penis is like strapped to the side of his leg or whatever. <laughs> but As you're like it would be. Hello there. <laughs> still there, still counts. It's weird to see people's genitals. Yes. Period. Yeah. Which is you why can never unsee them. No. Like I'll forever be like seeing Mark Ruffalo's sort of lackluster dong. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he does seem nice. Yeah. He seems pretty funny, pretty down to earth for a celebrity. He's about human stuff too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he's a Bernie guy. Um, I, I, are you a Bernie guy? Yes, I am. Big I thought time. so. I thought I'm a huge. I didn't Leo realize Bernie. you were on Twitter until like a month ago, and yeah. then I followed you. I was like, I didn't know that was you because you're completely covered. Yeah, my and my name is not my name. Yeah, and, like yeah. how would I know? It's not great. I had it's to not, do some like math. I was like, wait, the, that's. <laughs> I had like I've had interactions with people in like Canadian comedy on Twitter and they had just had no idea until I told like, them that. Thank you, sir. Like John Candy. Yeah, John Candy, oh. Moranis. The, <laughs> He's the big on Twitter. I would say both, I, now I I know you guys don't want to talk about the seeing dick things, but I did. Oh, we do. But we I do. did have a. I went to see my doctor. I've gone to the same doctor for my entire life. I was delivered Whoa. by the place where I still go to now. It's oh, in wow. Steveston, in you know, That's a sweet. suburb of Vancouver. But uh, I went there, and I I had something where I was going to have to show my my penis and i thought that's totally fine it was a penis puppet and you're like i can make a hamburger (laughs) hang on hang on i got this i got the can you see it's a hamburger now (laughs) and my doctor was like why do you why do you keep doing this no i'm trying to get into this this gig they get booked at just for laughs every year i mean that's the pinnacle of canadian comedy is getting into that just for laughs festival i gotta get this and i so I would have been fine. No problem showing my penis to my doctor. It's my doctor. I feel totally comfortable with him. And also, I, so I, the thing, I have no problem showing my penis to someone who's a complete stranger, not against her, but like say they saw it in a situation that like wouldn't bother me. Yeah, that wouldn't bother me. And if it was in someone cycling class. intimate, <laughs> I wouldn't. But then there's those people you just kind of know a little bit and that's who you really don't want to see your penis. Yeah. And I went in and the person <laughs> filling in for my doctor who was sick was someone I went to school with. Oh, a girl, that's not okay. A girl I went to school oh, with. Oh, that's a no. And I, it was, 
hands down the most uncomfortable. You went for it. I had to. I mean, I didn't have to. <laughs> it just sound like I had this, but that's what this you were crazy there for. Everyone's problem. penis piercing goes wrong. Listen, it takes a while to heal. This was this was do or die. I had to get it dealt with immediately. Well, no. we want to know in the break yeah. what happened to your dick. I forget what it was. I don't even think it was my dick. I think it was my taint. But I mean, it was like dick adjacent. It was close enough to my dick that my dick was going to be. That's part even of, worse. Yes, because like you got to like the full business. Lift yeah. up those legs. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't great. But she was very professional about it. You got it. She said, Did she recognize you? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris, you're killing me. Percent. We talked about. It. I mean, she's sitting there looking at my dick. She's like, you get did the old school cheer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember humanities class, <laughs> Mr. Irby? And I was just like, oh man. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, enough of the dick stuff. To be fair, like my gynecologist is the funniest person. Really? He's lovely and funny. He has so many children for a man that understands fertility. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, I guess I'm assuming based on how um, well dressed he is, he dresses beautifully, that he also has a lot of money when can afford to have a lot of kids. Hmm. Most doctors. But we were yeah. like laughing so hard when he put in my IUD that I almost didn't feel the excruciating pain. And realization that I will never have a child based on that limited amount of pain that an IUD caused. Oh, really? I almost passed out. And I have like a very strong pain threshold. But also there's like the, I mean, this is getting all technical, but there's that like nerve that runs down where your uterus is. That's like extremely painful and causes people yeah, to faint all the yeah, time. All so it's not. Whatever it was, <laughs> I, I honestly like blacked out for a moment. Well, but then we woke up and we were still laughing. That's <laughs> normal though. Yeah. Like back in the oldie days when ladies had troubles, they're, oh, they're always fainting all the time. It's like, that's because there's a nerve down there that like makes you faint. I fainted one time. It was because of that stuff. And it happened at Emmett's house. Oh, God. Well, I mean, Emmett Hall is a very lovely man to faint in front of. It's very nice. He walked me to the hospital. He's what a, a gent. That's nice. <laughs> He's probably wearing a nice outfit. Yeah. Yes, very well. Always. He beat me at rap battles once really mm. badly. Rap battles are so hard. It was. And it. I did it in the time. It's a local Vancouver show. and But they do it all over, I guess. But... It was back when they used to boo you. Oh, when, oh yeah. Like in the beginning, they stopped doing that after a while because they're like, no, these people aren't even getting paid to do it. They're like <laughs> putting in their time to come up with these things doing and like tight constraints. practice and research. And I forgot one of my lines and then had to like go read it like heaven forbid. And they this whole... I feel like I was at that show. It was the one year anniversary show and they were filming it. It was oh, shit. truly, truly, yeah. That's... They changed the rules as a result. No booing. Yeah. <laughs> it was a result of my emotional outburst. I also like I my uh I rap battle Dave Shumka, who is of course the last person I wanna rap battle with. Mm-hmm. And uh we had to toss a coin to see who would go first, and then he went first. And one hundred percent his rap was better than my rap. His costume is better than my costume, <laughs> like everything. He's just better at this than I am. But we had the same jokes, so he got to say them first and we hadn't uh, compared notes. Yeah. And uh we were Bond cop, bad cop, and I was bad cop, and I was my. Anyways, I sucked at it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I'm not good at stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely got booed. Ugh, booing people at a show and they're just trying to make you laugh, <laughs> and you're mad at them. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's too much pressure for stand-ups. Yeah, we don't have that. No, booing just seems so like medieval too. Like, yeah, I don't it's, know. It's it's a it's like someone threw actual... a turkey leg at me too. No. <laughs> <laughs> You love turkey. I don't. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll eat it if it's around. Yeah. 
I will just eat all the skin. You love skin. I know. You're already a demon. Yeah. <laughs> just you. like a, ch- a chicken and turkey skin de- demon. Mm. I don't, I wish that there was, I can't wait for synthetic meat. I'm going to be the earliest adopter. A ball of skin. Yeah, I'll just order skin. Ah! <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it is fine. I got right? a bowl of skin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's the best part. Yeah, I actually hate it. I ate chicken today, and I take all the skin off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I would come around like a weird demon <laughs> and eat it off your plate. It'd be so happy. Yeah, whenever I don't I... want any of the other stuff. Actually, like I don't care about it. Whenever, like back when I I'm used sorry. to eat meat as a kid, I would never eat the skin. The skin was like too creepy to me. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, if it's just a like boneless, skinless chicken breast, that's abstract as hell. Like it's just like a little yeah. cutlet. Yeah. You don't Could've have come to from anything. It could be a sponge. Yeah. That yeah. thing never had skin. <laughs> yeah. A lot of the time, because I do eat chicken, uh, I will yeah, just eat the skin off of it and give the rest to uh, Hank. Oh, Hank. I was kind of ho- hoping Hank might be here. Hank is not like he's getting better. There's two factors. Hank, during the podcast, wants Jessica to hold his. Uh, bully stick the entire time so oh, yeah like he will stay calm ish but it's a dog free building pet free building and jessica has this new secret cat that's not really her cat but it's her, her cat and now i feel like this is no longer hank hank because hank it doesn't like cats and if something happened by accident that the cat got in the cat is bigger than hank it She's would be 15 pounds be, yeah well he's 17 yeah it's just it's not this is no longer a hank friendly place i see and Jessica and Jay come over to my place and hang out with him. And you're always welcome to come meet Hank. Yeah, I would love. I mean, he's I, like a real fireball. I feel like I know. Like to me, Hank's like sort of a celebrity almost. Yeah, I've noticed like you're alone and thinking that. Yeah, he's a wonderful dog. He's just not good at the podcast, and he's obsessed with this lovely vintage couch, and uh, he doesn't take very good care of it. It takes him like a while to calm down, but then usually by the time he's calmed down, it's like, that's the end of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so. And we have to watch him and make sure he doesn't bark. And he's like chained to this chair. It's like a whole thing. And then Jessica's holding this like 12 inch bull dick. <laughs> bull penis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should we do a round of retail nightmares? Let's do it. All right. Chris, do you want to go first or do you want one of us to go first? Um, I'll, I'll go first. All right. Sure. I'll go first. Um, I had, I mean, I do, can I say that I did have a nightmare working in retail as well and not necessarily, just very short. Yeah, as much as you want, actually. Okay, because I worked at Best Buy when I was younger. That was uh, like when I was maybe 18 to 21, I want to say. And during that time is when I had truly no direction in life. Yeah, it's a good time to not be. Yeah. I remember one time, a like a big store meeting where everyone was there, and the and the store manager Torben, that was his name. <laughs> I always remember that. Was, and then he was talking to everyone, like giving them a motivating speech, or whatever. And then I came in. It was really early in the morning, and I had taken drugs of some kind, <laughs> and I showed up to the meeting late. And he said, "Chris," and then a whole store all turned towards me. And I was just like uh, high on whatever drugs I had taken. And you don't it was remember. Horrifying. Yeah. Th- this at this point in my life, it d- I didn't really ask. You know, <laughs> somebody was like, "Hey, there's drugs," and I was like, "All right." Um, but but the the worst the worst part of the job was that because it was Best Buy and Future Shop. Mm-hmm. If you're like Future Shop was bought by Best Buy, right? 
And so it was this Canadian company, the American one came in, bought it, and then opened Best Buys in the same exact location as the future shops. Right. So it was like their whole game plan, you know, was to like trick people. And it worked because people would be like, screw you. Like, yeah. you're not going to give it to me. I'm going to go over to future shop and I'm going to get a better deal over right. there. And then they yeah. went either way. But future shop got commission. And at Best Buy, they would always try to tell you like, well, it's better working here because there's not the pressure except for there was the pressure to sell the like extended warranties and stuff. You just didn't get money for it. Huh. So it was just the, these extended warranties that, that absolutely were not worth it. Yeah. I, everyone knows that yeah. that's a common, but that you were expected to sell them. And I still, to this day, I still feel guilty and bad about convincing this older man who is like the nicest fucking guy that I've ever talked to in my life and I convinced him to buy these extended warranties on this stuff that he didn't need it for. And this was 14, 15 years ago. And I still, to this day, feel bad. And I hated that job. Yeah. So anyways, that was that was truly a retail nightmare working. If you, I don't know if Best Buy is still like that, but I imagine that it is. It's probably worse. Yeah. yeah. I hate that place so much. Like, I remember I went in there one time. I think I've told this story before on the podcast. But it felt like everyone working there was like in a trance or like in a cult. Yeah, we were. We are. Um, <laughs> and like you I, left years ago, but you're still part of the yeah. active yeah. member. <laughs> yeah, I still have to check in monthly and like pay my dues and everything. But there would be like, I was, I forget what I was, I was probably looking for a DVD at the time. So you can tell how long ago that was. But like kept hearing a bell ring and then everyone who was working there would stop what they were doing and just clap. And I was like, yes, that's when someone sold an extended warrant. That's for real. For real. That's what it was. Whole. Okay. I have wondered for <laughs> years what the fuck that that's bell insane. meant. Yeah. That's insane. That was a hundred. That's a hundred percent the thing that they would do. Yeah. They would ring the bell. And, and that people, was your commission. That bell. That bell. That, that and the, sound the, in your the ears. The applause of your, your peers. <laughs> exactly. The acceptance of your peers. You know, I tried to, I would go to the grocery store. I would be like. They rang the bell. Can I get some, you know, food? And they're like, no, no, sorry. And I was like, but I sold all this stuff. I got, I got the pretty bell sound. Yeah. I did a good job. Yeah. It's funny that you say buying DVDs so you know how long ago that was. Because my retail nightmare from recently is about me getting deep edit, going to a movie store and renting DVDs. Um, current day, present day now. It's almost like a thing that doesn't exist, but it does. And I wasn't even sure that it did. I've gotten, as as you know, Alisa, I've gotten in, incredibly into movies. I I do my own channel and my own stuff. And I'm so it's hard to like escape from that because you always think, what could I be doing? What more could I be doing? So I'd have a, a hard, really hard time sort of completely escaping from the work side. And I found the only time I could do it when I when I went to the movie theaters. So I got obsessed. My girlfriend and I go once a week, every week on Mondays to, to the movies. And then I got so into movies that I started, I watch one every single night now. Like before I go to bed, every night I watch a movie. So I found there was ones I couldn't get. So I, I got a membership at a, at a movie rental place. And it's the only one that's in the city of Vancouver. <laughs> so I won't say the name of it, but if you look it up in one second, you can find what it is. Um, and I thought, this is really this is really exciting. I'm going to go there. They have a deal on Wednesdays where you can rent. This is really going to narrow it down. There's <laughs> <laughs> still really only one place. But yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you can rent uh, five movies for $10, old movies. And I watch all, all old movies at home. So 
I thought this is great. I rented my five movies. I got To Live and Die in L.A., uh, Once Upon a Time in America, Straw Dogs, uh, a few more. But one of the movies they gave me was the wrong movie. So they gave me, I know I said, uh, can I have this 1975? And they gave me an entirely different movie from a new one with just the same title. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then um, Once Upon a Time in America, the second disc was scratched and it stopped in the middle of it. So I had to... I had to then rent the movie on Apple, uh, which fuck. you can, you can, yeah. which as costs as much $5 <laughs> yeah. right, right there. It costs $5 just to rent it. So when I, when I brought the movie back, the movies back, I just kind of said like, Hey, it's, I know it's really cheap and everything, but like what happens in this instance? Like, you know, I paid for these movies and one of them was the wrong movie and one of them didn't work. And I actually had to rent the other one. And then the person who was working there got mad at me for renting it on Apple. Like saying like, you rented it from Apple? Why would you do that? And I was like, how are you a movie fan if you don't understand that when you're in the middle of watching a movie, you don't want to stop and wait a week to go back and get yeah. a place? Like, and it's not even really in your neighborhood. No, no, no. I, I walk 35 minutes to get to it. So, wow. so it's like a, a big thing. That's why I just would go once a week. But yeah. And then uh, I said, I said, you know, it's, hey, it's no big deal. I'm not, you know, I was just... So hoping to maybe get it replaced or whatever. And they said, what are you trying to bankrupt a, a company that doesn't even make any money? <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, I was like, this is insane, man. I was like, this conversation is insane that we're having right now. Like, do you have any interest in having customers? Do you know how excited I was with the prospect of coming in here every week and renting movies? And do you know how much you just soured me on it in this very conversation? Just shut your doors then. Just, yeah. And so. X, X video. Yeah, exactly. Uh, black or red cat. <laughs> Dirt, dirt, do, dirty, Dog, draper video. Yeah. So it was, it was really a, a situation where I was, I, I was tell, I was posting about it online about how excited <laughs> I was. I was posting the video, like a photo of my, here's my five for the week. Like, you guys, I'm a movie store guy now. Like, I was like super happy. That's to be how I found out about this movie store affection that you had, yeah. and I, yeah, because you saw me post, and that. I responded to something Josiah said. That's right, Josiah. Yeah, oh, that's right. You yeah. you know Josiah as well. Through Jessica. That's very good interesting. Friends. I know Josiah as well. He's coming on my stream next week. Was supposed to come on tonight and I was sick and I didn't do it. But yeah, yeah, you were you responded. Yeah, th so I was super excited and then it just went like that just in this <laughs> <laughs> And then there was one there they also said that their store was open at 12 o'clock. That's what the posted time was. Then they just changed it to 2 and they never updated anything. So I went there at like 12.30 and had to walk home oh, and then walk God. back at 2 o'clock. Oh, you should and go I, to Lemonade Bakery. I didn't go to Lemonade Bakery, but I did go to a foods place by there that I like. And so I, I made, you know, the best of it. But I and, I and I just tried to say, I said, you guys should update your <laughs> thing. And the, oh, yeah, should we? What a fucking asshole. I, I, I could. I, I could. How old were they? I mean, didn't they say something enough, about? I'll say this: old enough to know better. <laughs> it means a lot. Yeah. Didn't they also say that they might be becoming the owner? Yeah, that's what that's what the per, that's how the person. <laughs> so this person, this person is so dumb that they're yeah. going to become an owner of a business that makes no money. I said because I and said that's passion. <laughs> I said I said, are you the owner? 
that was, you know, because yeah, you want to be sure. Are you the owner? And he said, no, but I will be soon. <laughs> so it might have just been like a idle sort of threat. Like, like, don't try to. That's not how it, you don't just work at a place long enough that you become the owner. <laughs> I mean, at that place, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, it was it was not a good experience. So I will be. Uh, so I'm going to be now illegally downloading movies and watching it that way. And, you know, it's really. It's not my fault if the, if Johnny Law comes to get me for it or whatever, then I'll just point them over to Canby and eighteen or wherever it is. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here. Yeah. This is your alibi. Yeah. Oh man, that's just like tragic to me. That level of customer service. The movie was damaged, and I know from my experience before at Dirty Diaper Video. <laughs> Um, that would never have happened with the old staff. Yeah. I mean, the first time I went in, Dylan was working. Oh, yeah. I was like so excited. A friend of mine, like a comedian was working there and I thought, oh, he works here. I'm going to come in every Wednesday and we're going to talk movies and he's going to give me recommendations. And then I found out that he was just filling in. He only fills in shifts. Now. But he works at the other location. Yeah. I'm done with them. Wow. Yeah. I I'm mean, that them. was pretty bad. Yeah, I'm done with them. I'm I'm a little bit like that. Like I, I, I will I will hold a grudge against the business for sure. Me oh, too. you're in the right podcast. <laughs> good, good. Right podcast for you. Like I sometimes won't even uh, return to the neighborhood of a certain business. <laughs> That's true. Or you have to take the back streets to yeah. get to certain friends' apartments. Won't even walk down certain sides of certain blocks. <laughs> you know what's weird about Camby Street is one of Jessica and I used to have a restaurant there that we liked called. 3G and it was a vegan restaurant run by a lovely couple really great uh, vegetarian food and it closed because the rent was being hiked up and obviously like it's Vancouver small businesses are not really thriving and so it was replaced by like this really meaty restaurant <laughs> like basically they're just like stabbing animals <laughs> in the window <laughs> already closed whoa yeah I think it was three months it's a weird neighborhood it's a weird neighborhood. It's a real yeah. and like I know a little bit about like the the business association people. They must be fascinating. They're like I don't really know if they know anything about business, but like I remember I also think I probably told the story years ago on the podcast, but there was once when I was working in that neighborhood at a certain video store. <laughs> um, there was a food truck parked outside, like a pizza, fire oven pizza place food truck. And it was like so exciting because the only pizza place we had in that neighborhood like really sucked and all the pizza was like soggy. Real and thick crust. Yeah, it was bad. Wet crust pizza. Yeah. It's <laughs> a new thing. You'd see like a lot of like half slices that like crows and seagulls would be eating in the neighborhood. So Real that's, how, too. that's how good the pizza was. And this woman came in and she said she was the head of the business owners association or whatever. And she came into my store and got mad at me. And she was like, why is there a food truck out there? And I was like, I have nothing to do with this food truck. And she's oh like, we God. already have a great pizza restaurant on the street. We don't need their business competing with it. And I was like, calm down. Yeah. Like you can't control. That's old school. Her thinking, you know, yeah. just like coming into this business yeah. and they're going to have some association. But that's very to classic for like, kind of like entitled wealthy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Old rich white lady. I had to sit in on the Granville Island business association meetings when I worked at a store there because the owners of the business were too busy and it was wild. Like the kind of expectations they had of like, they're like completely against like change even if it would be a good idea, they're like, uh-uh. Yeah. And there's like a little postage card store there that's really cute. 
and that it was maybe 200 square feet. And like, you know, all of our stores were like considerably larger, considerably more expensive rent. Our rent was like modern day prices at that time. We started renting at that location in 2005. And she'd been renting for 20 years. So she's probably paying like $40 a month for like (laughs) the most busiest tourist place in the world. And she would just rage against any idea of change or rent increases or anything or like parking changes. And I'm like, you don't count. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember a while ago, maybe after the Olympics, but like at least five years ago, they came around and they delivered to every single business on Canby Street. They were like, here, put this sticker in your window. And it's like a red heart. And it says the heart of Vancouver. It's like Canby Village, the heart of Vancouver. That's arguable. If you walk up and down that street that you see them in all the windows and it's like you can't just make up <laughs> a <laughs> catchphrase and be like, yep, if we all put out the sticker, it's true. And I'm like, what does this mean? It just felt sort of like empty and but the business associations all over the city have done stuff like that with those banners that you see on yeah. poles. Or like, this is just, Canby Village was never called Canby Village until and then, basically. Until they did the Canada line. Yeah. And it destroyed most of the businesses. Hazel and Co. Oh, yeah. But also all the business owners that were, like, new to Canada, that didn't yeah. have the resources that this, like, white woman who owned her store. All the mom and pop shops. They all closed. Disappeared. Should I do my five-page retail Please, nightmares? I've been waiting <laughs> yes, yes. over a week for this. <laughs> so uh, where I work, I have the ability to give people free product. Should I choose to or should they expect it because they're unhappy with the product? Um, when someone is really n- nice, sometimes I'll add extra free products because it makes my day better. And uh, we had a phone call from a person, really nice person, who accidentally left their product out for exactly... He had the exact amount of time. He's like, it's been 33 hours. Is it still edible? And the answer is no. Mm. It has to be refrigerated. And in that case, we have this weird policy where kind of just make people feel like, ah, that sucks. Don't worry about it. We'll send you a free product. We've all done that, right? And like, we have this very generous way of like kind of keeping customers. Mm -hmm. And he insisted on not. It's fine. It's fine. I don't, I don't want coupons. And I'm like, okay, no problem. But then he had called multiple times and left a couple of voicemails. And he also emailed. So in his email, I was like, hey, it was really nice speaking to you today. And I just wanted to send you two free product coupons for your two favorite products. Thanks so much. It's always like, it's always wonderful to have like such a nice person on the other end of the line. I get back an email that is 600 words long, maybe longer, about how I've broken their trust across (laughs) boundaries. He's had a woman cross his boundaries before, Uh scammed him out of money. Oh, huge letter oh, and God. i have this like a very lovely coworker uh who works in my department she's um her boss so like she looks to me for how to handle these things she's like are you gonna answer this email and i'm like i don't even know what to do like i let it sit for 24 hours because it was so long and so kind of upsetting and i didn't know mm. what to say and i'm like this person's obviously like very sensitive it's had a really tough time but it went on and on and on and on and on and on and on about how like really respects our company and doesn't want a handout and he wants us to make the most amount of money possible. I'm like, trust me, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take as many coupons. Who's worried about, that's such a, I've never. Well, yeah, there's obviously like a mental health thing, right? Like, yeah. so I write back and I'm like, how do I approach this in a way that doesn't trigger more, like more anger from this person and more hurt? Like he's generally seems hurt that I've sent him this, these free product coupons and I couldn't get them out of the mail. Like in January, we answered a thousand customer emails. We probably sent out like 5,000 coupons 
Oh. was crazy. So I didn't, I couldn't, like, I'm the boss. I can't, like, just rummage through, like, bags of mail and find this one guy's thing. So I wrote, I was like, I'm really sorry I wasn't able to prevent the coupons, but please just recycle them. I'm sorry. I've taken your feedback to heart. I think that's what I said. Two days later, I get a thousand word email. (laughs) 400 more words. (laughs) Yeah, about, but it's addressed to the old manager whose name still appears on the letters because I do not know how to fix it in the system. (laughs) So he's like, dear so-and-so, I just want you to know like what basically what a terrible person Alicia Tobin is. And here's all the reasons why a thousand words. Um, and That's a I'd lot like, of reasons. And I'd like you to know that I have sent back the letter. I've torn, I have torn up the letter and sent it back to you using this man's name that I work with. So he paid for a stamp. Yeah, it gets worse. He sent back a torn up letter. Yeah, but he thinks that also like I was being dishonest because I share the same title as the person's name who's on the. Oh, so you're. So I'm like I've made up that I was the boss. Okay. I simply just don't know how to change that. <laughs> And it also is kind of a benefit to me, too, because it's weird when someone recognizes my name. Mm-hmm. Like, here I am, like, oh, my day job. And yeah. someone's like, oh, I love you on Stop Podcasting Yourself. And I'm like, I have my own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a very long time. You have two of them. Yeah. So I am, like, shaking. I'm just so upset at how upset this person is and how mean he's being. And the kind of language he's using is, like, just, like, what he thinks is happening is so different than what I think is happening. And I don't know how to tell my coworker. I'm like, there's a letter coming for you. Like there's a letter in my inbox, uh, but there's also a letter coming to you. <laughs> so my coworker gets a letter. Oh no. It's five pages long, <laughs> single spaced, <laughs> oh, no. ripped coupons inside. T- typed out or? Definitely typed out. Okay. That's, that's better for me. Like it seems more unhinged if he wrote it, you know? Yeah. Like... And he had taken parts of the email response i'd sent him which is like basically an automated response and the response i gave him afterwards apologizing kind of like saying like who does this what sort of an awful person doesn't like respect my boundaries and he'd also written in his first email like i'm never buying from you again like you've lost a customer and i'm like oh well that's shitty and like the ceo of my company has access to like everything like it's a small huge company and i was like well this is great and then I just remembered, I'm like, oh, yeah, like every once in a while, I just get the person that's just really not on the same page. Um, but has I can remember spare time. And has something else going on. He has so much sure. going on. Yeah, has other stuff. Like, it's clear well, then that the next part of his email was he'd already mailed the letter before he wrote this letter to us. And he's like, now I'm afraid that you guys are going to take action against me because my uh, e- my letter seems violent. And I'm like, oh, man. And it didn't at all. But like he's living in this like thing. Yeah. But it kind of had it like it kind of made me feel that weird fear, like you're going to lose your job. This irrational thing that has like happened to me since I was like a teenager and had to start like working and mostly supporting myself. That if I lost my job, I'd be so fucked. It's never left. That feeling has never left me. That feeling of instability. And everything was fine. My coworker's like, "Oh yeah, like I used to deal with this all the time." And I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> He's like, "I shredded it." I'm like, oh, "Thank you very much." <laughs> but I lost sleep over his first email. I didn't sleep. For a whole night, like I just could not stop thinking about how much I upset this person. And then afterwards, like after I had some time with it, I was like, can't believe this guy was trying to get me fired yeah. <laughs> over sending him a couple of free product coupons, which he could simply just 
recycle. recycle. <laughs> yeah. He has a, he has a, I'm learning about it in therapy. It's like an issue that I have as well, which is like there's flight, fight and freeze. Those are your three reactions to like a situation. And he like I do, he only has fight, that guy. So it's like his only he goes straight to his lizard brain of like fighting as <laughs> soon as he feels anything like that. But I could feel it like when you said he sent a note saying, I'm afraid now that you're going to take legal action, that one hit with me. Yeah. <laughs> that was where I was just like, oh, I like, I've, I've never done anything like that. But I oh, oftentimes feel like my reaction to something will be disproportionate Same. or inappropriate um, because I feel like I'm being challenged in some way. And it has yeah. to do with some trauma that I've dealt with in my, in my childhood. But so I just react that way. And then I have that guilt and that fear afterwards. So I can, I can empathize and see where he's coming from, yeah. but also it's not an appropriate way to act. And if, and it, that's why I go to therapy and I've also never, <laughs> I've also never done anything to that degree, but that's why I go to therapy because I recognize, I said, it's not, it's not appropriate for me just cause I have this trauma to put it out in the world and wreck everyone's and day. Like his, I totally. couldn't even like read all of the words because I was just like, wow, I cannot believe that like this has brought it up for him. And then I started to think like, okay, in the details of it, a woman had not like, he's like, I've had this experience before a woman that I know took advantage of me. I'm like, this is not the same, but in his mind, this is the same. Mm. So I definitely feel empathy for him. Mm -hmm. um, the start part where he's like, I'm afraid now. Also, I was like, I know that feeling because whenever like, I'm very quick to say like, there's conflict, let's deal with it. Or my feelings are hurt. And I don't check like my emotional state. So I'm just like, okay, my feelings are hurt now. <laughs> and then afterwards, the person's like, I'm really sorry. I just wasn't able to, uh, you know, be there at that moment. Or I didn't know that that would let you down. And then I just feel deep shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I am a fighter as well. So, yeah. and it doesn't always work in your favor. No, I mean, it, it, and at some, as what I learned in therapy, at some point it worked very well. And that's yeah. why I continue to use it. And that's why I do it. At some point it was I important. You go see your therapist. <laughs> My therapist rocks. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, I she... feel like I just learned a lot about myself. <laughs> I actually, my therapist went on maternity leave okay. and then, and then, so, and I stopped going for a while when she went on maternity leave cause I was feeling much better. And then, and then I was like, Oh, I need, I really need to go back. <laughs> and then she's like, well, I'm not ready yet, but she recommended another person. And I thought there's no way I'm going to get lucky twice. And even I went in and started talking to her and I was like, I'm not sure that she's really that, you know, I, I don't know that she's really, she seems kind of a little bit like she's just yessing everything Did I say. Did you write her a five page letter? <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out, it turned out that I actually like her more than my old therapist. Oh. She's incredibly okay. insightful. She's sort of like an older hippie kind of okay. woman, but a really strong one. You know, the one yeah, I can imagine she would be able to fist like fight. Wrestle you know? you. <laughs> yeah, she'd be able to physically beat me out. She sounds cool. Yeah, she's yeah. super cool. Yeah. <laughs> So that was my five page complaint letter. That's so stressful. Yeah. It brought me back to that story that I told in the early days of the podcast of the woman accusing me of stealing her sunglasses that she never had. Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm, I'm, I got to say, I'm happy I haven't heard that. That <laughs> made me feel anxious just Yeah, it, it was crawling around on my hands and knees in a store <laughs> looking underneath displays for this woman's sunglasses that she never had. But she wrote a letter saying that I had stolen them to the boss of... Pure Pharmacy in Vancouver, who oh. took it pretty seriously, I'd say. Wow. Don't mind saying that it was Pure Pharmacy in Vancouver. I don't have any friends that work there anymore. Why <laughs> would you need to steal a customer's sunglasses? She was a funny lady. Like everyone has um, 20 all... pairs of sunglasses at home, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, like what her sunglasses would have been would have been like $800 sunglasses. Because everything she was wearing was basically leather. She had like huge hair extensions. She's like an anomaly in right. that part of town too, because I, I worked in like Kitsilano near Alma. So like 
everyone was just naturally like rich, beautiful, like not like we're going to put this on. We're not going to spend money. Mm-hmm. She had this beautiful Southern accent. <sighs> she wasn't from here. But that was like such a humiliating moment, like on my hands and knees looking for someone's thing, like just genuinely concerned and then for them to accuse me of stealing them. I was like, I wouldn't fucking wear those sunglasses ever. I'm a Ray-Ban girl. (laughs) Tried and true since I was in my 20s. (laughs) I just remembered why I got fired from Best Buy. It's the only job that I've ever been fired from. Not exactly. (laughs) This is really what happened was a guy came in and I was, I worked in computers, but I was working in the cell phone department that day. And this guy came in and he was super cool and he was around my age and he did not have enough money to afford any of the phones. He did not have enough money. He couldn't get any of them in his situation. And so I had a phone, an extra one. And then I just sold it to him. I just said, hey, you can you can have it for $20 or something, you know, just like a or maybe I just gave it to him. But he came back then like a week later just to like ask about something to do with oh, the phone. No. <laughs> and then and then so Torben, sweet. the store manager, Torben calls me into the office I and he's like, did Torben. you sell someone your own phone at work? And I was like, yep. And he's, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're fired. And I was like, I know. <laughs> you're just doing something nice. Yeah, it was it was meant to be nice, but it was like. And it would have been fine had he not come back. <laughs> yeah. But like, it I is guess, pretty funny that he came back. I guess the fact that I did it, like, I should have been like, I should have been like, worker. yes, I should have been like, here's my email address yeah. or something. I literally went and got my phone <laughs> and gave it to him in the store. That's nice of you. Yeah. Well, that's just like how when you're like, oh, I have this thing and I can fix this person's problem. Yeah, that's right? what yeah. I was thinking. And also, yeah. I was young Very and nice. I was taking so many drugs. <laughs> 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 I'm glad you got out of that environment. It yes. seems so scary. I feel like there's a comedian whose first name is Torben. And I'm like, was it Torben? No. no. Okay. I know Torben. No, okay. no. Okay. It's like, because it's such an unusual name. Yeah. this He was like, I think it's a German name. And I Torben. Believe, yeah. This guy was like really German. He had like a German. He was kind of cool, to be honest. He was kind of cool. Yeah. I think there Leather pants, etc. Someone named that who also worked at the video store. I've only ever heard the name time. once. Yeah. Jessica, do you have a retail nightmare? No, because I haven't left my house in like five <laughs> That's days. That's right. Jessica and I have been communicating only through text. You even came to my house and I couldn't come <laughs> and say hi. That's right. <laughs> we dropped with- off some. Chris Benson was in town, former guest, Papo. And he and his wife bought an old store. Corner store. Corner store. And there was wow. some cottage cheese artwork for you. Uh, sour cream. Sour cream, fistin. Here, I'm going to. Okay. This is my retail dream. Okay, perfect. Uh. Yeah, Alicia and Chris made like a house call delivery to drop off this art. When they first moved in, they were like sort of excavating their place because there was like old stuff in there. From Yeah, the previous tenants were very old and didn't really move out properly. And had owned it for decades and decades. And so I think it was probably Aaron who sent me a picture of this. I'm a big fan of sour cream. It's one of my acceptable sauces, one of my space foods. Um, and she was like, look at this. And I was like, I love it so much. And she's like, it's yours. And then it, like some time had passed and I sort of thought maybe they had forgotten about it. But no, then you texted two. me and you were like, uh, we have something to drop off. Like, can you be ready in 15 minutes? And I was like, I'm in a pile of like Kleenexes and grossness. 
but I am now the proud owner. Oh. It's exotic. Oh, <laughs> Why wow. is sour cream considered exotic? What's the roots of it? I have no idea. It's so sour. <laughs> I feel like sour cream is and like... That's, it's, I, it's the brown on the sour cream container. Yeah. Like I don't. That's old school. That's old. They don't have brown like on before, it anymore. It's not just faded? Yeah, you're right. It probably it is. It is faded. And he gave me a second one, too, that's yeah. not as faded. I know, because I was like, I might want one, too. I was jealous. And then he showed them to me. I'm like, I'm wrong. I don't want one. <laughs> the one that's not faded, the container is still brown. So Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. What are they eating in that picture? I guess it's like um, borscht. I guess. And it's sort of so, in but like it's a exotic French... by meaning it's like a Russian. It's in like a French onion soup type container. Yeah. It's so gross looking. And now I have two of them, but I love I them bet so it's much. It's so delicious, though. I love, soup is my, I love the faded amazing. one slightly more because it's got that sort of like greeny blue. <laughs> Yeah, it looks vintage. It also vintage. looks like it French looks onion like... soup, which is delicious. Yeah, it looks more like French onion soup in that one. And I don't like the like reddish bloody. I agree. I see why you showed uh, Chris <laughs> the first one first. So anyway, I, I'm i going to put will, it in my kitchen. Will you guys take a photo of it? So people could, like, do you have a way sure, to have it yeah. so people can see it? Maybe we'll put it as exclusive. Yeah. We'll yeah, put, put it, it on our on Patreon. Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, folks. Uh, you've got to see this. And it's like poster size and it's laminated. So yeah, that was a bit of a, a dream come true because I totally thought that they had forgotten about it and probably just like recycled it because I we're probably getting rid of so much stuff from that place but they remembered it's so nice that i just that just made me feel really happy the idea of like you're just your friends like just coming by just being like hey i'm coming to drop something off yeah i just that doesn't really happen that much in my life and like anymore and i like it i wish it did i I wish people would just stop by i can get a membership at the video store for you and drop things off when i walk (laughs) hang and i will give them such a hard time I will be the reason why we started the podcast. I'll be the new person that goes in there. (laughs) The reason we started this podcast, because Jessica still worked at the video store, was her customer came in and was my customer from another store and my ex next door neighbor, whose girlfriend or partner or friend and I almost got into a physical fight in choices because they butted in line. So... We started it because of her, but I could be the new her to this video store. <laughs> I see. It's so, it's Such so, a complex reason. For you her. guys had a nightmare customer at each of your respective... Same person. Same lady. Same lady, and that's how she's the idea a, came so up. So she's... I would reckon she's she's been a nightmare at, at many Everywhere of people. That's <laughs> the whole theory. Yeah, that, like, we think we were drinking that. white wine and then came up with the idea. She came in and she... It was John's wake... And she made it about her in this weird moment. And I was behind the counter and I was like, this is wild. Like this person's probably just awful everywhere she goes. Yeah. I can be her for you. (laughs) I mean, if it's like, you just tell me what videos you want and I'll go in. Yeah. I'll bring my dog in there. Be like, (laughs) give him like something. He's not well behaved in stores at all. (laughs) Give him diarrhea before you go in there. He doesn't get a lot of diarrhea. I just want to say thank Mm. you because he has really curly butt hair. Lucky. It barely passes a normal turd without getting poop all over it. (sighs) He has baby wipes. Oh, that's nice. Well, they are nice. Yeah. I get the uh, biodegradable (laughs) bamboo ones. Oh, you love those. I love them. (laughs) They're great for both of us. It's Um, a family batch of wet naps. I was going to say, if he's having taint problems, I know a doctor. (laughs) 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 What was the uh, segment we were going to do? 
Uh, well, it was the crow's woman. Now I feel like we okay. shouldn't do the <laughs> crow's woman. Kissing the judge. No, it's funny. <laughs> you said you had something planned for it. Well, I just, already. you guys said, what do you think it means? And I, that I already, it came to my head pretty quick. Let's do it. And it's despic. it's so gross, the thing I'm thinking. My dad listens to this and he thinks that's so funny. I'm, okay. I'm all ears. <laughs> are we, uh, is there like a, or are they just going to, isn't there like a cool theme song? I mean, we'll, we'll put, put it in, in after. <laughs> I mean, Wait a second. You guys tell me things happen afterwards? Guys... <laughs> yeah. Okay. We I have actually... a professional sound editor that just fixes our podcast for us. Here, I'll sing it for you because Alicia hasn't heard it yeah. yet. Okay. Um, how does it go? It's like, kiss the judge. Um, tell me what you're thinking. I could use your opinion. Kiss the judge and let's fuck in the kitchen with a little dash of onion. <laughs> If yeah. you please kiss the judge. There you go. Now you've heard it. Beautiful. So you guys, have you already said what you think it means? I've told them what it is. Oh, you, you there, it is, it is an actual thing. It is a thing. I got you. But I can tell you what it is after you tell us. Or okay. I can tell you if you're closer. I don't remember what it was, what it actually was. Oh, I don't know I if I did. told you guys. I, no, I don't think I you was did. just thinking about it. Cause I thought it was like, instead of like the judge wig that you wear on your head, it, you wear it as Merkin. Yeah. <laughs> Jessica thinks a lot of stuff is Merkin. Yeah. And then there's like a gavel and a little stand to bang it on instead of genitals. I'm sorry. I didn't explain what it was. You go ahead. What do you think it well, is? Well, <laughs> it's, it's so, somewhat similar to what you said, but not exactly. Like I was thinking of the curly judge wig. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. The curly judge wig definitely came to my head. So I was thinking to, in order to do this, you need a partner who has ample, uh, pubes. Butt hair. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah, butt hair. No, no, no. You're mistaking what the judge is. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so somebody who has a lot of butt hair and then, yeah, you, you curl the butt hairs. Wow. So beautiful. you curl it on either side of the butthole. You curl the hairs, you know, as yeah. if it was a judge's wig. Yeah. You got to be real careful with and that then, curling iron. And then you, uh, cur yeah, I don't know if you'd use a curling. What? How would be the best way to do it? Probably with just like a, a Velcro roller would be yeah, the safest. Like, yeah, yeah. But those sponge ones would be the softest. Yeah. yeah. Nothing with heat. Yeah. And then. I feel nice. And then, anyways, yeah. And then you lick the asshole. <laughs> you kiss the judge. Yeah, you kiss the judge. That's our best answer yeah, so that's far. Good. Okay. That's that one sounds great. What, what is it actually? Yeah. In your, like, okay, so it was a dream. Yeah. Brought on by my new antidepressant medication, which is very funny. I had a dream that the CEO of my company came back to a work meeting with his after working out and was like wearing and he had like a weird ninja turtle body. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, you guys ready for the meeting? And I was like, well, not like this. <laughs> um, so it was this dream that I had uh, where my boyfriend from the time that I was like 20 to 23 ish. He was like this. He was so much more mature than I was in many ways. And he's like, he'd had many like girlfriends and lots of sex. And I was like, he's kind of my first like serious boyfriend. And so in the dream in his like fake Israeli accent, because he grew up in St. Catharines, Ontario and spent two years in Israel. But for God's sake, he could not lose this Israeli accent. <laughs> uh, he's like, let's see. I don't remember when he's, I think he's trying. He's like trying to explain what the sex move was. And then we were trying to do it, but it was just basically like 
I was just laying on my stomach, but he was trying to get his penis in a specific way that he thought would be exciting. And I was like, that's not how, that's not how my body's shaped. But he wanted his penis to curve up. Kind of. <laughs> like, like, like a dick curl. Yeah, like a dick curl. And I'm like, that's not going to happen. And he's also, like, I like, just want to. And he's like, let's I, kiss the judge. Like, and then he said, that. kiss the judge in the dream. And I was like, what is wrong? I have to say, though, my antidepressant dreams are hilarious and my sleeps are very deep. That's good. Oh, huge change. I would call that move based on now that I've seen the visual of your arm. <laughs> I would call that like the scorpion. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's like a scorpion. <laughs> yeah, tail. I remember like in my mind knowing that this was a dream and laughing like and waking up and thinking, don't forget, kiss the judge. Yeah. But also like if I saw a penis do that, I would be terrified. I'd be watching like a well, you David wouldn't be Cronenberg because it was movie. like inside of you. But like if I even saw a wait, penis you wanted it to do that inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like, that's not going to happen. And he was kind of like, oh, like, oh, like this would really make my day. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah. It was really did sum up kind of kind of a lot of our relationship, actually, like very unrealistic <laughs> expectations of what who I was my first girlfriend my first girlfriend that I had and the first person that I ever had sex with she and her old boyfriend had a thing that she like showed me where she's like this is the thing that we would do all the time (laughs) and it was it was just like it was instead of sex it was like very close to sex but it was just like instead it was just going between the thighs oh yeah that's like a a christian that's a real thing. christian thing yeah, but yeah. she wasn't christian she, like, she was totally <laughs> fine to have sex and everything but she's like you know what do you think of this and i was like i prefer the sex <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> i prefer when we do the full i want to kiss the judge yeah. pales in comparison yeah, i mean it's okay that's so like compared funny. to going to the dentist it's good <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh man there was like i read a thing somewhere where it was like because someone was doing that and they were trying to get pregnant and they were like they went to the doctor. No. And the doctor had the to doctor watch. had to be like, are you having sex? And they're like, yeah, all the time. And it's like they didn't realize that there was like a hole. <laughs> they thought the hole was like <laughs> the the thigh gap. Were they concerned with the mess that was like the thing? <laughs> I think there's a lot of people. I don't know if it's just like faked stories on Reddit or whatever, but like there's a lot of people out there. It's like the butt cleaning Reddit. Yeah. That was wild. It's just like poor education in public schools in North America. They just needed to see Wild Orchid when they were young to Mm -hmm. be like, oh. Oh, I've never seen that one. I haven't either. Oh, it's great. What what is it? It's It's filthy. erotic thriller with... um, Carrie Otis and Mike Mike Rooney. I I watch so many movies. Mickey Rooney. (laughs) Mickey... I like Mike Rooney. Mike, <laughs> Mike Rooney. <laughs> I had one drink. I don't I don't like to watch I don't know what it it's like I'm not a real prude, but I don't like watching <laughs> sex scenes in movies. Yeah. Like I, don't I'm not watch a, I'm Wild not a, Orchid then. Yeah. It's very rare that it's done well. Yeah. Like in, in not a way that makes you just want to die. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Orchid and Nine and a Half Weeks were very confusing. Oh my God. I watched Nine and a Half Weeks. Okay. Like Nine and a Half Weeks is one of the few erotic thrillers that Jay and I haven't watched because I've already watched it with my like first boyfriend ever. <laughs> and he's like, let's do sex like this. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like a couple years older than me and we watched watched it at his place and I think he was it was probably on like showcase or something on a Friday night and I remember watching it and being like oh no is this what sex is gonna be like this sucks (laughs) yeah it's all like 
you can leave your hat off. It is <laughs> like, totally like that. So gross. And I, I remember being like, confused by horrified. the title because I knew that it took like there was some, the number nine was somehow related to pregnancy. To babies, yeah. So I was waiting the whole, for the whole movie to be like, <laughs> when does the baby come out? It's been nine and a half weeks. Already. Yeah, that's what I always thought too. Having like, I think that's just for your break because I was thought yeah. when does the for baby some come out of the belly button? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he drank her pee. How come she's not pregnant? <laughs> Is that what happened? That's what I thought when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Because I knew I had been to doctor's office and I knew that a pregnancy test involved pee. And I thought you had to like pee into a jar. <laughs> and then the guy had to pee into a jar and you like mix the pee together and then you both drank it and you had a baby. <laughs> Wild. What did you think? How did you think before anyone explained it to you? I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I can't think back that far. Well, your I, I first think, girlfriend <laughs> explained. Yeah, I mean, I think that I, <laughs> I think that I never even thought. Like, I think I, I was taught it, and that was the first that I that I learned. Like, I was taught that's sex nice. ed in, in school. Mm, yeah, and that's when I learned. You know how Mortifying. it worked. It was still incredibly confusing to me, and I didn't fully understand it. And even after I had sex, I was still <laughs> like, was, "Wait, what?" You know, yeah, what no happens kidding. waiting for the bell to ring so you can <laughs> apply. Yeah, so you can sell her the warranty. Um, yeah, I thought something similar. I thought it was through belly buttons. The penis went into a belly button. And I also thought because my one of my close friends growing up uh, when I was little, her family was very Catholic and they had five kids. But I just thought it was like a chicken. Like I thought that like they that the mom has sex once and yeah. then... The babies are inside. Just like an egg just shows up every day, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and the egg is a baby. Because like... Yeah, I knew there was something different My mom had Catholics. her tubes tied. <laughs> so when my mom... Like my mom would explain really like high level concepts to me as a child, which of course has come up in other podcasts where I was like, you don't have to. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't need to know this, this information. This will come out later eventually. in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. But I thought because she had her tubes tied and she explained, well, that means that the egg can't descend and be fertilized. So it's like, what's happening to... This mom, as the eggs just keep coming out. <laughs> I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. I mean, you're kind of not wrong. Five kids. Yeah. It's a lot of kids for Quebec, even Quebec times. Yeah. My grandparents had eight kids. Jesus. Yeah. My grandmother had my dad when she was uh, 45 That's or crazy. something in 1945, <laughs> which is like, oh, don't do it. Yeah. This is our sauciest episode. I was going to say, uh, people, I hope you guys don't think, think I'm you're a real horn dog. I'm a sex we, guy. This is not my thing. No, we definitely, <laughs> this is our fault. Yeah. yeah. yeah we led horn. you down this road. We've been doing this podcast a long time. Like, I brought out the sour cream posters. Yeah, that's And that's when, when really we started talking because they both say exotic. It's, yeah. it's like exotic, exotic. But it's in quotation And then there's a big dollop of cream. Yeah, it is. Those those posters are horny, definitely. <laughs> you're really horny posters. <laughs> Dip yeah. your legs in my pot of borscht and Speaking I'll of put borscht, some cream on, cream on it. some cream on it. Mm. Let's do Pop of the Week. Pop of the Week? Yeah. Okay, it's time for Pop of the Week. Pop of the Week. Chris, who's your puppo? I mean, can my puppo be my little puppo who's not a puppo? Yeah, of course. of course. Because I always thought if I came on, you know, I... I you love, were dreaming of this moment. I was thinking of well, my puppo, and I thought, how... How rude would it be to not give the respect to my puppo, whose name is Little Squeaky, who's Lil my cat? Squeaky. Squeaky D is her name. <laughs> what a nice name. And she is the sweetest. And in fact, she doesn't have a name. I did it because my family's all about like, growing up, it was always the pet would have a name, but then it would always 
change into different things all the time. My whole family's like that. My aunt. I call Hank like baby chicken. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that exa- yeah. And then it more so when you're not calling him that name. Anymore. So I just said, I'm not, she doesn't have a name because your cat doesn't really need a name like a dog does. So I said, I'll just, you know, as it comes and squeaky D was the one that stuck. Cause when she meows, she squeaks oh, like a so tiny little, sweet. but she is truly, I want to say before I met my sweet girlfriend, Emma, who I now live with and it's wonderful. But before that, I was I was uh, in a small, crappy apartment. Yeah. And it was it was dark and it was had no real light. And I was in a really, really bad place and I was very lonely. And I my mom said to me, get a cat. My mom loves rules and my building wasn't allowed cats. But my mom only loves cats more than rules. So so she she was like, listen. I think I relate a lot to your mom. She was like, get a cat. She's like, if you get in trouble, you say that you're looking after it for me and then I'll take the cat and we won't have to get rid of it. Like, so that way, yeah. And it was the best thing that I ever did because it was just my cat and I too for a good year like in the beginning of my cat's life, my cat is obsessed with me, follows nice. me around everywhere around the house. Anytime I go to the bathroom, I open the door up. She's waiting on the other side of it. <laughs> so she comes in and like sits over the thing when I'm taking a bath. Oh. She like comes up and sits with me. She lays beside me, sleeps beside me. She is the, the absolute dream. best. Yeah, such a dream. So she's my puppo of the week forever. We call that puppo of your heart. Puppo yeah. of my heart. Or a life yeah. puppo. That is my, yeah. my puppo of my heart. Absolutely. Totally. That's super cute. Um, you talking about your mom reminded me that I haven't told you yet or the podcast that not only do I have a night cat who comes to visit me, who's not my cat, who I don't know her name is, but my mom has one now too. No way. Yeah. So my mom and her husband, they had to put down their cat recently and she was like, oh, sorry. she mm. was like 15 or 16. They weren't quite sure how old she was, but she was really old. She was lovely excellent cat and my mom's sort of been like this whole fall and winter she's been thinking like should we get a new cat I don't know if it's too soon but they have this huge house and now it's like just the two of them in there and all of a sudden this cat has just shown up in their backyard and she started coming in and they don't know her name they call her bandit because she steals food (laughs) she doesn't have a tail and she has kind of like wonky back hips so she thinks maybe she was in an accident she's pretty sure that she does have a home because she will like leave in the evening time, probably like for dinner. But she's spending a considerable chunk of time there every day. Yeah, she's spending more and more time there. I'm just looking for a photo of her. My neighbors stole our cat that way. Really? When I was younger. There's a study I don't, I reference, but haven't really read about how cats have at least two homes. Yeah. But then the weird thing was that my, my stepmom just hated the cat. So my stepmom was like, and the cat attacked, like the cat would wade in the like shadows and then jump out and just claw her legs up, like hated her as well. But she was like, oh, we got to like this old man next door is going to die very soon. And we should let him have this cat because it's so important to him. And then we were young and then he never died. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we're like, you and it was this weird that. thing where we're like, where we're like, what, what do you, was that, how's this guy still alive? You when know? do we get our cat the back? Cat, like, it's keeping him alive. Totally. So this is Bandit. Oh, oh stop. That cat's perfect. She's oh, so beautiful. Awesome. She's like a tall glass of milk with yeah. five Oreo Two different cookies. colored eyes or is that just the... I think it's just the photo. Just the photo, yeah. She's beautiful. Very cool. And yeah. she's in She looks photo. like your clock. 
in this photo, she's standing on their table. coffee table, which I love that she just lets she's her do that. Yeah, making herself at yeah, home make already. Yeah, herself at home. And she's got a little, like, perfectly outlined white mustache oh. on her little black face. That's really perfect then with your mom not being sure should yeah. we get another cat or not and then just to have one show up and have that in their life. The That's really nice. The cat has chosen balance. them. Yeah, and yeah. so my mom will text me and, and she'll be like how are you doing and I'll send her a picture of like me snuggling with Nightcat, the cat who comes to visit me and during this past week of me being sick she's been extra snuggly and Aww. sweet like spooning with me like they know the yeah, two of do. us yeah we were sleeping on the couch using the same pillow for our heads like oh, it was ridiculous and then we were like spooning today she's like really reached a new level of just adorableness yeah cats do know for sure and yeah, then Hank does too. Lorna messages me like, oh yeah, like we're at this stage now. And like, here's, here she is getting a bit more comfortable. So I love it. I guess like the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Like my mom and I are just taking in animals and I love it. Yeah. It's a, a great balance because I know like I'm such like, I would so love for you and Jay to be in a pet friendly place. But also, it's the same way where I, when I first became your friend, I was like, don't you want a bigger apartment? And you're like, no, this is fine, Alicia. Stop being a fucking weirdo. <laughs> well, um, I think a lot of people think that. But I'm just kind of, yeah, I don't really like have desires or wants or anything. Your I get it. Your apartment's really nice and it's in a really nice area. And it's yeah. Yeah, I, to me, it doesn't seem that small. I, like the place I lived before was like properly small, like a one room place. Like that was it. Yeah. No, this is a beautiful apartment and I'm so glad you have a part-time pet. I know. Like now I wouldn't leave because of Nightcat. Like she's like the best part of living here. She comes over every day. Like if she doesn't come over, we're kind of like, Where's is she Nightcat okay? Is she okay? Yeah. This is weird. <laughs> but it's probably just because her owner is home all day that day. Yeah. You know? Alicia, who's your puppo? My puppo's Hank. I learned something about Hank on the way over here with the sour cream posters. The last few times Chris has visited for comedy related stuff. He brings his van because the weather was terrible. Where he has to deliver sour cream, sour art. cream arts. <laughs> and like Hank goes in a cab twice a week on the day that he goes to see his physiotherapist. And that's it. Like, we, I don't drive. So we don't have adventures. So I took him in, in uh, Chris's car and said, like, hey, just drop us off down, like way down Main Street. And then we'll take a big walk home. And that day he barked all the way home. And I was like, this is really weird and really annoying. And then... Two weeks later, Chris came to visit again. I was like, well, Hank and I will come to Jessica's house. Hank would love a car ride. The entire ride, Hank is terrified because it's a delicate. It just like has a flat face thing. So it just you just feel like you're just right on the road. Mm-hmm. Hank is so freaked out by the time we get home. He's barking at everything. And then I realized he's afraid of the front seat of that van. And mm. I, it's not that he's being, he's scared. Yeah, he's just not used to it. Yeah, and I just always kind of thought like Hank was this little tough guy, but he's actually afraid of almost everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so Hank's my puppo of the week. I love him so much. Um, yeah, that's it. Good puppo. Yeah. yeah. Good Fa- round. Famous puppo. <laughs> he's pretty famous. He's very famous. I was thought about starting his own Instagram account. But instead you have Farmer Ma'am. I know. <laughs> oh, I was I wish I was kind of hoping I was going to meet Farmer Ma'am. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, next time. Next time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Farmer Ma'am sometimes appears when there's nothing happening. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> I'm going like, to move this along a bit. Yeah. I thought maybe because when we were talking, all, I know that Farmer Ma'am does get a little horny sometimes. He is really <laughs> yeah. horny. Yeah, yeah Farmer Ma'am might have a different idea about what kissing the judge is. We should actually ask him. He might be 
scared because he's been in jail. Yeah. Oh. But maybe that's arousing for him. (laughs) Yeah. He has like a love hate relationship with the justice system. Yeah. I mean, there's been some passionate moments. Ooh. For sure. Behind the robe. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have another pop of the week. Okay. Maria Bamford. Oh, shit. I was such a great show. I was so sick. And I was thinking I wasn't going to be able to go to the show. And we had the front row tickets. And I thought, like, what if Maria's on stage and she looks out on the front oh, row yeah. and there's two empty seats? So I, like, took a bunch of herbal cough syrup and, like, oil of oregano and all these things. And I, like, steeled myself up, walked across the Granville Street Bridge. Holy shit. Sat in that front row. Katie Ellen Humphreys did an amazing set. Maria Bamford did, like, it blew my mind. She's so good. I was crying. <laughs> like she's do, so funny. Do you want to hear a really, really sweet story about Maria Bamford? Yes, it's always. it's the sweetest. I was in Los Angeles and I was uh doing shows and I've never done this ever before, but I was so I had a gig opening for her at Flappers oh, in nice. Burbank. It's this comedy club in Burbank. But I didn't know LA traffic. I didn't know any of the stuff or any uh, how it worked. I didn't know that going from Hollywood to Burbank at that time I was gonna be stopped for an hour and a half or whatever. So I was so stressed, so, so stressed. I had been got this gig and someone had gone out of their way to do it and I was gonna let them down, I was gonna be late. And I and I got there just as the show was starting and I was like came into the green room and it was her and like Jackie K- Kashian mm-hmm. was there and uh and her husband who wasn't her husband then but Maria Bamford's but and I was so freaked out and she like looked over and she said what's wrong and I was like oh I'm just as my first time in LA and I didn't think I was gonna get to the show on time and I'm really nervous and then she was like come here and she just hugged me and she was like, you made it. You're here. You did it. You're here. And she was just patting me on the back. And it was just the nicest, sweetest, kindest thing anyone's ever done in comedy. Like, it was just so, like, she saw, she just, like, I wasn't looking or talking to her. She just, like, z- like zeroed in on the fact that I was anxious. And she was just like, I need to help that person. That's so, so great. sweet. Yeah. She's so lovely. She's wonderful. She loves money. <laughs> Did you laugh when she said that? That's my like, catchphrase. Wanted to know where you were sitting. Jasmine and I were sitting uh, still in the orchestra, but like in row 14. Oh, okay. It was great. I realized I hadn't been to like a big comedy show like that for probably like 10 years. I can't believe how much time she did. Yeah, it was huge, huge and long and like it's physical. And Mm -hmm. I was like, this must be. Her boots were so high. Yeah, she's so cool. When she shows her belly, I could not. I was crying. She's like into this thing where she just shows her belly right now. (laughs) So cute. I love it. It's like this tiny little super white little beluga. (laughs) And then when her husband comes out and they sing a song together at the end. He's so cute. Yeah, that was. I, he's, and he's like a great artist. I was looking at all his paintings on his Instagram and I was like, I just love them. And I like She deserves happiness. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's had like such a such a a life and so fascinating. And I hadn't seen her in like ten years. And she's like, really? She's just like blossomed into this like beautiful lady dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> she's the best. I sat beside a couple and the man it was a uh, couple had never heard of Maria Bamford. What? So it's like you're just hitting the ground, running at a speed <laughs> that like, like he just couldn't find his feet yeah. the whole show. He's like, what's happening? Yeah, yeah. And of course, because I'm like hyper, I like very easily distracted and I'll focus on those things. And I'm just trying to watch like someone I really admire. But he was quite sweet about it. He's like, I don't understand. He's like, did you understand that? What is? And I'm like, don't like just act cool. You're hanging out with your friend Jasmine. She doesn't need to know what a psycho you are. <laughs> um, and at the end, he's like, she's brilliant. 
And yeah. I was like, oh, that's so great. Because I, I couldn't tell if he was enjoying it or not because he was like so perplexed. I feel like you'd have to walk away from that with that. So funny. You know, there were so many people there. It was like full and everyone was so happy afterwards. And it was Valentine's Day. And like normally that is like a kind of whatever. I ate a Red Robin first. Oh. It was a pretty good day. Ooh, nice. I tried that new Light Life plant-based burger. It's terrible. Oh. Tastes like chemicals. So mm. Just leave Beyond Beef. Yeah, just have a Beyond Burger. I've not had Beyond Beef yet. I think I, I've yeah, heard that it's pretty good. I heard it's pretty good. If you eat meat, maybe I think you'll really like it. Yeah, I do eat meat. Yeah, Yeah, like I found like when I gave up eating beef, it was really comforting because it has very similar flavor, like a very similar flavor profile. Yeah. Jay and I had started putting um, fried eggs on our Beyond Burgers. <laughs> Holy shit. It's not vegan, but it's so good. Hey, everyone's just doing what they can. And some food is not a thing for people to worry about. Yeah. Food is a privilege, right? Yeah. So if you, and also like an egg is great. Mm. Um, okay. Chris, Sour if people want to watch your show, your uh, YouTubes. Yeah, I have, I have a YouTube channel where <laughs> I... Um, where I make prank phone calls to like conservative right wing radio hosts in America. That's that's what I had to do for my living. You're doing God's work. So I I've got some good ones recently too, like uh, Glenn Beck and Jesus uh, Steve Bannon, Rush Limbaugh. What? Because I have a whole team of people who do it now, so it's it makes it we can get through to all the big shows and stuff. But yeah, it's really fun. I I, I like it. It's called the Not Even a Show. You can just Google it or YouTube. And you have a slash. Patreon with special exclusive stuff. Yeah, I have. A, I put up a bonus episode every week uh, of that, and then I put up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I put too much into my Patreon. I have a bonus podcast. Well, and, I would never do that. That's why I'm looking at Jessica. I'm like, you've suggested this stuff. I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, uh, yeah, I, have, I put out two things a week. So I put out a podcast that's Patreon only, and then a bonus episode. But the reason I did that was because. I didn't have an audience, so I was like, I have to try to convince these people to come to my Patreon when there's all these other people who already have a developed thing. Um, but yeah, and then I have a Twitch call-in show, twitch.tv slash noprankradio. I'm going to call in. Yeah, you should. It's basically a call-in show where everybody pranks me. I love so it. So I'm the host, and I, and I have a hat that says host because <laughs> no one respects the fact that I'm the host. <laughs> it's really, really fun. It's a lot. It's a fun community to be a part of for sure. That's that awesome. Great. Yeah. yeah. Jessica, what you got? I got a show on February 27th at the toast. Oh, that's so soon. Will that be? Yes. This, yep. this will be this week that you are hearing this. Uh, we're playing with Woolworm. They rock. And I think um, I think it's the money is going to a good cause. Let me just double check, right? <laughs> Turns uh, out it isn't. You're like, oh shit. Oh no, it's a, it's actually going to ISIS. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say like yeah, that, like helpline, the pregnancy helpline, birthright. <laughs> Are you sure you want to spend internal damnation? Yes, the money is going to a good cause. It's the Wet'suwet'en camp legal fund so that's, that's one of the best yeah that's one of the best ones right now so alicia what do you got coming up um come draw with me march 14th which is a saturday unless i'm wrong it's the 15th there's still tickets tickets sell out every time yeah and we have to turn people away from the door which makes me upset because you love money uh, well, yeah. My favorite is when someone doesn't show up and then we can sell that seat again. Ooh, that's Ooh, pretty exciting. An extra Double $10. Mamma mia. <laughs> um, 
If you want to buy my book, that would be great. If you and you can buy it at arsenalpulp.com. You can buy it on amazon.ca. You can buy it on chapters.ca. If you live in Canada, it's probably at your local bookstore. Um, it's available for pre-order on amazon.com. Um, if you've read the book and you liked it, one thing that could really help is giving it a good review on Goodreads. Two people have given it a three, took it really personally. Um, but everyone else gave it a five. Please give it a five. That's the only thing you're allowed to do if you get on there. Five. Yeah. Five stars. Um, I'm going to make an account. Tell right your now. friends about the book. If you can't afford to buy the book, you can ask your library to bring it in. And in a weird way, I can still make money off of that. So don't feel guilty. I just haven't filled out the right paperwork. <laughs> um, I think that's it. No, next week I'm on Nasty Women at the Biltmore. Nice. I'm going to be opening the show. They asked me to do stand up. I don't do that anymore. So I think I'm just going to mumble. And then. <laughs> uh, yeah, so come to that. It's a great thing to do. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so this has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. If you want to donate to our Patreon account, we would love that. We yeah. don't provide a lot of extra material. We just... But I am going to be putting something up there soon. But you haven't listened to last week's episode yet. So I don't want to spoil any surprises. Okay, perfect. But I'm going to be putting an extended version of something that happens at the end of last week's episode <laughs> on the Patreon. I don't even remember. Well, it was a little special something that Jay and I, my sick brain came up with when I was convalescing. Amazing. And people like it. So it's good. <laughs> Great. Uh, if they want to, if you want to buy a tote bag. Yes, you can do so at uh, retailnightmares.bigcartel.com. It's such a cool tote bag. I love mailing things out to people. <laughs> she really does. She has a personal relationship with the Canada Post people at London Drugs on I've Broadway. I've got a bubble mailer right here. <laughs> 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 I just missed my bus. Okay. Thank um, you so much for being our guest, Chris. Thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, please come back. I will. Um, and Next week? If you want to, <laughs> this went really well. Actually, we yeah. could just add a third host. <laughs> yeah, save a lot of booking. Yeah, and he doesn't drink. Yeah, I, I don't have on my podcast. It's just me and Ben Fawcett, who's like a comedian and anchor. But we don't have guests, and it makes it so much. We just he comes over the same time every week, and we just record it. I also don't do any editing. I put the theme music at the beginning and the end, and I put it up five minutes after we're done recording. Perfect. But yeah, no guests does make things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we would run know. out of we we've run out of retail nightmares. Like, yeah. I've started to like put my job at risk. <laughs> 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 but I mean, five pages. It's yeah. worth worth noting. Five pages. Yeah. That's yeah. not nothing. You need to like. Also, if you don't tell anyone about that, like. <sighs> Five pages, guys. That's like <laughs> going to weigh on you. And yeah. also it was directed to the male in our department. Yeah, well. To be like, hey, women are shit. Yeah. Anyways, this has been Retail Nightmares <laughs> Podcast. Uh, Chris, such a great time. Thank you so much. Everybody, kiss the judge. <laughs> <laughs>